Arthroscopy is increasingly scrutinised as a treatment for osteoarthritis of the knee. Recent evidence suggests it is of limited effectiveness. However, rates of knee arthroscopy for this indication have shown high variation, even across relatively small geographical boundaries. I'm Navjoit Lada, analysis editor, and I'm joined now by the authors of an analysis article that describes the difference in rates of knee arthroscopy between England and Scotland and explores some of the reasons behind this difference. We have with us David Hamilton, Research Fellow, and Colin Howie, Professor of Orthopaedics, both at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. Hello, David. Hello there. Hi, and hello, Colin. Hey, good afternoon. Hi. Um, now, you focus on the management of knee osteoarthritis in your paper. Um, for those of us who are perhaps not up to date on the latest evidence, can you tell us where arthroscopy fits into the picture of management? There is a series of very good uh, guidelines uh, from NICE. Uh, arthroscopy of the knee is relatively common. Uh, one in four people over the age of uh, 50 will present with at least a week of pain in their knee uh, every year to the GP. So it's a common condition and patients are annoyed by it. There are very few uh, conservative treatments uh, which make a major difference. However, in the majority of cases, it will not be progressive and the patients will not require active intervention. So treatment for the large part is uh, supportive rather than uh, active. Unfortunately, uh, many people get frustrated about not being able to take part in running. Uh, so they will seek uh, help for the knee and will be treated in a variety of ways. Uh, this leads to patients expecting to get better. Uh, when they don't, they then go to further methods of investigation, such as MRI, uh, and the MRI really confirms what they can see in the morning. Uh, they're no longer 21 and their knee is a bit worn. Uh, there is no active treatment for that. Yeah, I think there's uh, quite a lot of increasing evidence, certainly over the last 10 years, with uh, randomised trials of comparing knee arthroscopy with other modalities, such as physical therapy, and even one against a sham surgery that showed there was no physical outcome benefit of the arthroscopy procedure. Uh, there's been two meta-analyses in the last couple of years that really highlight this, that arthroscopy, in the broadest sense, doesn't seem to outperform no treatment or physical therapy, it, to, 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 except in very explicit situations. Furthermore, the indications for arthroscopy uh, are quite clear uh, in this age group. Although there are randomised trials showing that for a patient with no X-ray evidence of arthritis, uh, arthroscopy may be helpful in taking out a torn meniscus, uh, in patients over 60. If there is X-ray evidence of arthritis, uh, then arthroscopy is unlikely to help. And indeed, MRIs, the relationship between an MRI scan, uh, which is, shows abnormalities, and the outcome of surgery is non-existent. The MRI scan doesn't predict the source of the pain or indeed the response to treatment. Okay, so that's pretty convincing um, evidence that you present there. Um, and with this evidence, which I gather has been sort of uniformly adopted into guidelines in England and in Scotland, um, among other places, what's actually been happening with the rates of knee arthroscopy? I'll, I'll take that. Um, 
that was the whole point uh, of, of our evaluation. We felt that with the progression of evidence over the past 10 years, we should see a knock-on effect of the implementation of that evidence and see falling rates of arthroscopy in the over 60s population. Um, data from England suggested this wasn't the case down south, um, and so we accessed comparative data for Scotland from a nationally held data set on all procedures the NHS had paid for. And we were very simply able to plot the rate of knee arthroscopy per 100,000 population and contrast that directly with England. We saw surprising increases in the early half of uh, the, the, the 2010s um, and then a plateau in Scotland. So we are performing roughly the same number today as we were 10 years ago where there's been a dramatic rise in England, really in the mid-2010s, mid, uh, 2006, 2007, a rapid rise. England are now performing double the amount of arthroscopies they were 10 or 12 years ago. And these are for the same sort of sets of indications, same uh, popula- population group, age group? It's, it's important to say that in terms of ensuring the data were the same north and south of the border, the, the data we have is for all procedures done in a certain age range, in this case the over 60s, uh, and it's by operation procedure code, which is mirrored and is static north and south of the border. So we know exactly that the operations carried out were coded as such, both north and south of the border, and we can be very, very accurate in our reporting of that. North and south of the border, the orthopaedic surgeons speak to each other, Uh, they attend the same meetings, they use the same guidelines, Uh, They belong to the same knee society. And so the likelihood is that the expectation and mores of the surgeons are the same across uh, the UK. What's different is the way that we deliver the healthcare, uh, in that in Scotland, uh, the healthcare remains unified and the assessment of of patients remains under the remit, but not necessarily by uh, the orthopaedic department. Uh, And we have a unified team looking after the patient who meet regularly. Uh, to discuss the pathway. In England, the healthcare delivery has been fragmented into different healthcare delivery sections with often assessment and treatment in the community uh, carried out more as a way of limiting access to surgery rather than as a way of treating the patient. In other specialties such as uh, cancer therapy, the, treat, the multidisciplinary team meets at the beginning of the pathway to decide what's going to happen, not at the end of the pathway when inevitably the treatment will happen. And that's the big difference uh, in the pathway delivery. Okay, and what you're saying is that the system at the moment, in England at least, doesn't allow for that to happen because um, surgeons aren't involved from, from day one. Uh, the surgical team, not necessarily. In Scotland, many of the patients are not seen by the surgeon at the initial visit. Most patients are actually seen by a physiotherapist who works within a multidisciplinary team. Uh, So the majority of people are not seen by the surgeon at the first visit uh, and the ones who don't come to surgery certainly aren't. Um, In England, what happens is that the patient is often seen by a GP who, in fairness, has very little MSK training They then go to an MSK assessment centre where they may well see a physiotherapist. Uh, The physiotherapist will recommend a course of treatment and or investigation 
then the, if that doesn't work, the patient will then usually be referred back to the GP uh, who will be asked to arrange an MR scan, which may well take place uh, in again in a treatment centre elsewhere. And then eventually the patient will filter through a series of uh, or, 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 uh, service delivery centres uh, to the hospital. And in many cases, the hospital will be a day case unit, uh, often uh, a privately funded day case unit, uh, which will be incentivized uh, by contract uh, to perform surgery. In the same way as MRI scanners uh, in the community are incentivized to do MRIs, uh, and physiotherapists are incentivized to do treatments. And at each pathway point, uh, the service delivery is governed by a contract which is governed by activity rather than success. Uh, and because it's governed by activity, uh, it be we've commoditized the healthcare pathway. And by commoditizing the pathway uh, up to and into surgery, particularly for these uh, day case procedures, we actually increase the throughput uh, through those pathways. And that's been seen in other healthcare delivery systems, such as America and Australia in particular. But it's been investigated in America where they've shown that where the pathway is so fragmented uh, and the ultimate uh, operation is a day case procedure, uh, just by opening a specialized day case unit, you double the number of procedures carried out uh, without improving the outcome for patients. So what you're saying is that because of the fragmentation of care here and these sort of perverse incentives, there are several steps that um, the system can kind of, um, be it overuse of MRI or a lack of counselling um, patients about the probable course of their osteoarthritis, um, right through to seeing a surgeon eventually where there is um, more of a reward for activity rather than doing these more conservative measures, perhaps. And even more basic than that, uh, to not quite to quote Ivan Illich, because I can't remember the direct quote, but basically we've medicalized a normal condition and we give them a diagnosis and therefore there is the implication of cure. And by doing that, they expect cure, uh, which often we can't supply. Um, and that's right at the beginning of the pathway, and then the next thing that we do is we reinforce that expectation of cure by offering treatment for which there is very little evidence. Uh, but that treatment, when that treatment fails, uh, there's the implication that there is another treatment which will make them better. Yeah, if I could jump in there as well, I think it's really important to say that there is no such thing as the correct rate for these procedures. We don't know how many arthroscopies should be done every year. Having said that, we know the procedure, by and large, is not a successful one, and therefore we'd expect the rate to be rather low and certainly falling based on the evidence. In Scotland, the system is set up to treat and counsel the patient th throughout that episode of knee pain. Um, and I think what we're really suggesting is the fragmentation that we're seeing in England puts a system in place where a series of boxes are gone through that lead to surgery. Um, and maybe no one is driving that, but the system itself effectively leads to surgery because no one is controlling that not happening, as it were. 
And that's something you can draw parallels, certainly to the American experience, um, where the use of MRI and physical therapy was uh, recently, well, in the last 20 years, was shown to be much, much higher in areas where there were a larger private practice and perverse incentives in terms of who owned those practices were certainly the case there. And that was shown to affect rates, but not outcomes. And in the UK, there are wider variations in the incidence of MRI scan than there are in the incidence of uh, knee arthroscopy. There was a really good paper on surgical variation in the Lancet a couple of years ago by McCulloch. And they sensibly suggested that if the prevalence of disease can be clearly defined, the provision of surgery should be consistent with that. And if that's not the case, there must be a reason for it. And I think that sums up our findings in Scotland, that the prevalence of osteoarthritis out of meniscal tears should be the same north and south of the border. As such, the provision of surgery, however many we're doing, it should be broadly the same between England and Scotland. And it's we suggest that the reason that we're not is to do with the provision of service as opposed to the need for operations. Um, okay, so what would you suggest to improve the management? Because obviously I'm, I'm a GP and we see a huge number of um, patients over 60 who are experiencing knee pain. Where, where should we um, go from here? I think in terms of the pathway, we should ab- apply that much maligned lean methodology and look at the stages in the pathway which are unhelpful. It's very important that the GPs are involved in the pathway. The majority of patients uh, are very appropriately managed in the community. However, the majority of GPs have very little training in MSK. There are some excellent GPs who have uh, a special interest in MSK, and they should certainly be involved in the pathway. So the pathway is likely to be different in each area of the country, depending on the specialist skills available. But we should recognise that at this time of the World Cup, that a, rug, uh, that a team is something is a group of people who have different skills playing on the same pitch and meeting regularly together to discuss the outcomes of what happened, uh, and not a series of disjointed people connected by an arrow and a diagram. And the important thing is that the team meets together, discusses a common pathway, uh, and reviews the outcome for the individual patients uh, throughout the stages of the pathway. ARUK and ARMA are putting together an outcome score which, we, which can apply both in the community after each intervention or treatment uh, and in hospital to see how well we're doing. And I think this is a big step forward and will enable us to look at the pathway of care and measure its success in patients' outcome rather than in commoditizing care and looking at how many patients struggle through the system. I actually think you've asked a very difficult question there because part of the point of an article was that we don't have a great treatment. So to a GP who's seeing a patient over the age of 60 with knee pain, they have maybe have x-ray changes of osteoarthritis. There may or may not be a meniscal tear there. Certainly around evidence suggests that two-thirds of patients with radiographic osteoarthritis will have an incidental meniscal tear. And is that causing the pain in the first place? That's very difficult to tell. Will that respond to arthroscopy? Well, if they have certain symptoms, 
mechanical locking of the knee, exclusively meniscal pathology, possibly. They might be the ones that would benefit from a, a knee arthroscopy to address that. But in the vast majority, I think the blunt truth is that they won't. The difficulty is we don't have any other fantastic treatments that will improve their situation. Conservative management is very valuable, but tends not to produce great results either. And we have an inpatient patient who wants to be better, wants to feel able to walk around on their knee without that pain, and very little we can do to actually improve their situation. GPs have done a very good job uh, at limiting access to antibiotics for uh, coughs and sneezes. Um, I suspect that the majority, and certainly in our experience, the majority of GPs in Scotland do an excellent job in treating uh, degenerative uh, medial joint line knee pain in a similar way without encouraging uh, active uh, intervention. Perhaps one of the most practical things is to suggest that rather than arrange expensive investigations such as MRI, which are neither in, uh, uh, diagnostic nor uh, predictive of outcome, that a plain standing X-ray is the, still the most important investigation uh, in the triage of these patients if surgery is being contemplated. Uh, and in fact, one of the best uh, outcomes of this might be simple things like all x-rays should be taken weight-bearing so that you can predict the outcome. Uh, and that would be a huge step forward and actually reduce expenditure uh, in many areas of the NHS. You've been listening to David Hamilton and Colin Howie discuss their paper, Knee Arthroscopy, Influence of Systems for Delivering Healthcare on Procedure Rates, now available on the bmj.com 